0: So, so many of you have been waiting for this podcast. Today, we are talking about Islamic minimalism. Yes, we've heard the word minimalism thrown out all over, but like, how does that fit into the Islamic lifestyle? And is minimalism part of the Islamic lifestyle? Do these things kind of um, coexist? Well, today, we're going to tackle it. What is it and how do you actually incorporate it and we're going to give you some very very practical tips that'll get you on your way between this podcast and the next this will be part one we're going to give you a free download this one on all the information that you need on islamic minimalism and in the next one in part two which will come later on probably friday or monday you're gonna get a 30 day plan for free both of these are free downloads do not forget by the end of these uh podcasts to catch those down below in the show notes we have the links let's get started let's talk about islamic minimalism Assalamu alaykum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. And basically in this podcast, we work really hard to help women go from just surviving. So many of us surviving as mothers, surviving as, um, you know, wives, surviving as just college students, just trying to like survive out there to actually thrive, to actually feel good and you know, be able to make those decisions that we need to make and have a happier and healthier life while maintaining our identity as Muslima. So today's really important because we're going to talk about Islamic minimalism. I don't actually hear this talked about as much as I think, I don't know, it should, because a lot of trends come. And I feel like one of the spaces or, um, you know, things that I try to do for the community is I try to take these trendy, you know, type things that come down the pipeline and say, well, what does that look like in Islamic life? Because there are some gurus and stuff out there on YouTube, and then they won't exactly, um, sometimes, on all honesty, they have like Hindu backgrounds, they have Buddhist backgrounds, and those are great, those religions. That's fine for those people that, um, you know, practice them. But for a lot of Muslims, it's confusing confusing. You know, these things, should I incorporate them in my life? Are they aligned with Islam or they are not? So we are going to cover that today. And the other thing I want to say is that I'm so thankful for all of your beautiful messages. I just want to take time to say thank you so much for all of you that are giving me these beautiful private messages, thanking me and thanking us for the podcast and telling us how you're binge watching it. You're loving it. You can't get enough giving us suggestions and I can't always get back to everybody. So I felt like I just wanted to give one really big shout out and just kind of like a virtual covid friendly hug to all you guys and say thank you so much for being such great supporters and thank you so much all of you have told us how much you have absolutely loved the thrive community and are just so grateful that our global community of sisters is finally here where women can connect in a deeper way than all these other social media platforms and in a way that is uniquely for muslim women so thank you so much if you don't already know about thrive muslim i'll put the link below that is our exclusive community and we're very very excited and connecting with so many of you there i live there 24 7 as you all know Um, just constantly giving all my um, information and advice in an extended way of this podcast, alhamdulillah. And so let's get into today. What we are going to cover is kind of what Islamic minimalism entails. Well, it's more than just cleaning closets and drawers, I'll tell you that much. It's about taking stock of what has been cluttering up your life in all aspects and getting rid of what doesn't serve you and your true purpose. And that's what it's about. It's not just like this whole, like someone comes in your house and your hoarder and they just like clean house. No, that's not what it is. And no worries. This process does not mean you have to throw out all of your favorite things. And a lot of people, I think they look into Marie Kondo and the Marie Kondo method is actually really good. It's nothing, you know, it's nothing wrong with it, but there are aspects of it that actually do involve shirk. So I, this is another thing, right? We're not talking about these things. Like when we, they give away items and they say things like, um, you know, they thank the item. Thank you so much for serving me. This is not okay with Islamic alignment. However, there are plenty of things about the process that are actually really healthy and good. So I think being able to um, differentiate what we should keep, what we should get rid of and, um, you know, you don't even have to use that method at all. I just throw it out there because it's circulating so much in terms of keeping things minimal. But um, in all honesty, we're going to go into something even deeper, like I said, than folding sweaters and getting rid of those books that you don't read anymore <laughs> up in your closet. So inshallah ta'ala, let's talk about um, kind of what Islam says about Islamic minimalism. Now, we all know if we've studied the seerah, right? The biography, the history of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, lived with only what he needed. And he encouraged us to do the same. Now, to me, he kind of was, I don't want to say extremely minimalistic, but he did it more out of a different reason. Okay, he was living in a time where there were droughts, there were famines. Um, and he honestly was just in- incredibly generous. And he was just constantly giving, giving to others. And you can imagine as a leader, as he was, people were constantly coming to him with his troubles. And out of the the beauty of his heart, he was just like, you know, he couldn't see someone walking away who didn't have something. And he himself slept at night and had it. As we know that the Prophet, peace be upon him, taught us, you know, like the real Muslim um, wants for his brother what he wants for himself. And that also, you know, he can't go to sleep, knowing that his neighbor is hungry and things like this, all these beautiful lessons that we learn. So in the goodness of his heart, he did give away a lot. But it's not that we have to do that. We have to give away everything that we own. It's not about aimlessly throwing away or donating everything. It's not like that. But it is just about instead focusing on keeping only the things that serve us, have an actual purpose, move us emotionally enough to say that that is something that is really important to me, and then also aligns with our deen. And with these things, we will find the perfect balance. And that's what we're encouraged to in Islam, this middle way and this balance. So the mindset shift set is kind of... It's it's in a tangible way, changing in our life in all aspects. So the, what we're going to go into today is these practical ways to declutter our life and mental space to live a more peaceful life of fulfillment and happiness. Yeah. So there's probably about 11 things I can mention. So I have this PDF downloadable and I'm referencing it now, but I'm going to give it to you all for free. So I'm just going to pick maybe the top five that I think you could do that are related to minimalism. And um, honestly, there's like double plus one, there's like 11 in total. So when you download the PDF and you get it for free, it's gonna have all this information on it and then some. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy guys. It's my gift to you because I want us to get this understanding that we tend to, as women um, impulse buy, especially with all the clicking, like Amazon has this one click thing. I don't know if anyone has ever used it, but I mean, they make it like effortless, effortless. effortless, Oh my gosh, today, my tongue today is my first day of homeschooling by the way so i have been homeschooling for hours on end and i woke up even earlier than the kids if you guys check my instagram uh post today it was like showing you our house kind of how we set things up so definitely go on there and check out what's going on with us Um, i'm a licensed educator of 20 years so when i brought homeschooling into my house i can't help but just make it you know all these different exciting things that we do in the classroom, bring it on in definitely has that, like that homey feel and I made it cozy for the kids and exciting. But at the same time, there's some, you know, just structural things that I always enjoy to have. So you'll see how I decked out the house and kind of made some cool things to get them excited. They definitely had a fun day. So forgive me. My tongue is a bit tired, but um yeah, so definitely download the PDF. You'll get all of the things that'll make it super easy. And inshallah ta'ala, um, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Okay. So the first one is, um, you know, I'll say as just like a bonus right off the bat is to have the right intention, right? Um, when you realize that less is more, you should have the intention of seeking Allah's pre- pleasure only and that when you let go of things you don't need, you actually just feel better. Um, and so that that's something like we should at least put in our mind straight away is just to only have what we need because this is a sign of gratitude, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's giving us a certain amount of money, We're gonna take that money, we're gonna use it responsibly, right? We're not gonna go um, on Poshmark or all these other places and just like buy out, you know, and have like racks and racks of like black shoes or like, you know, the purses and all the stuff that we do. Sometimes we go a bit extreme. And so what I regularly do in my closet is I kind of turn the closet and I put out things that I don't need uh, based on how long I wear them. So what we also have in part two, by the way, very excited is a 30 day plan in detail, and how you could do this with just complete ease. And so very, very excited. After you download the PDF with this one to learn about, like, how Islamic minimalism can fit into your life in all aspects. And I emphasize the word all. Then after that, once you get, like, this clear understanding of the mindset, In the next podcast, we have part two, you can go and catch that PDF, you could do this 30 day minimalism challenge and go right at it. I'm actually thinking of doing one of these complete challenges with everyone online and making a big prize at the end just for fun. But um, for now, we're going to start with the PDF and get at least all of us focused on what we could do to declutter our life in more ways than one. But just, yeah, bonus tip, get the right intention going that it's about gratitude. It's about, you know, appreciating a less than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us only having what we need, not being excessive. And we think about, think about guys right now in the world, how crazy things are, how many people are living without living without clean water. And there we are with like 12 purses. I mean, you know what I mean? Like just thinking about it, it doesn't go with the alignment of of what we believe. And so I think it just, it really helps just to renew our intention regarding this matter. The second one is the decluttering, right? So like I said, we often binge um, purchase and that was going to be my tip number one. To be honest, the first one was kind of like a bonus. My tip number one to you is to um, definitely read this PDF and then go into um, number two because the decluttering aspects, there's a ton of details. I can't go into all of it here. When we do the next podcast on the 30 days to minimalism, I will get way into detail there. But decluttering in terms of your house, we're all, it's a COVID right now. We're home. We are looking at our closets, you know, full to the brim. You know, we can't find enough places to shove something to just like, you know, we've got stuff all over the place. Maybe it's books, maybe it's papers, maybe it's, you know, whatever it is that you're into. And that's the thing Marie Kondo talks about. Somebody always is into something. Some people are like, oh, I don't have a clothing problem. I'm I'm not a clothing hoarder, you know, that's not my thing. But then when you look at their books, they have like a bajillion bucks, right? And then some people are not into either of those things. They have a particular hobby that they're into and they can't just stop buying something. So everybody kind of has something that gets them that they're like, oh, I just need to have. So that might be your thing. Your area it might not be everything, but there's definitely a lot of other stuff we're going to touch on right now that you might really um, not have considered when t- when um, thinking about, um decluttering. And I'm going to touch on one of them now. Um, The second one that I'll choose out of the 11 of these that I have going on is eliminating toxic relationships and people who are a threat to your Dean. How about that? Did we think about that As part of minimalism. I bet you not. You know why? Because minimalism means only having what we need that will serve us and serve our true purpose. And what is our true purpose in life? You know, a lot of non Muslims, they go and they read, you know, books in Barnes and Noble and all these other, you know, famous places that like don't exist anymore, right? Because nobody reads books and they're all closed because of COVID. But they talk about the purpose of life and figuring that out. Well, we were told the purpose of life, so we don't have to figure it out. It's to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we have people in our life that are drawing us to clubs, that are drawing us to backbiting, to riba, that are drawing us to all kind of distraction and, and you know nonsense away from Islam, then those people are not serving us. Now, I actually did a post, I think on Instagram about you know, toxic people, and I might actually end up doing a podcast on it because a lot of you have requested this one for me. Um, I did one, I know this sounds horrible, but like related to in-laws and a lot of people had just DM'd me that, um, you know, in-laws were toxic in their family. And if you can relate to that, then I understand it's a problem. We love our in-laws, but there are sometimes issues. We do have a podcast, a couple podcasts back on in-laws and how to help them. So if that is your situation, those family members we cannot get rid of. These are our family members, but we can definitely approach them better. And if you're a Thrive Muslim member, we also have a downloadable ebook with even more information and help in that. So definitely enjoy that. Again, we have the link below if you're interested in that. I know I throw that out a bit and not everybody knows about our exclusive community where we have tons of resources and videos and free content. conference calls and all that stuff like that. So definitely, definitely enjoy all that stuff. But yeah, we have that in there. So yeah, in-laws might be the problem for you, but we can't get rid of them. But what about all those other people? Those people that could be friends, associates, that we know kind of don't serve us. Well, Abu Harair, reported that I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, man follows his friend's religion. You should be careful who you take for friends, right? And that's in And friends influence our thoughts, guys. They influence our speech and actions more than we often realize. So, detoxing and minimalizing from them is definitely part of the process. Um, the other one, which I'll touch on, which is number three, um, are, you know, mind shift. Um, around spending. So a lot of the reason we have so many things in our house is because we need to shift the way we spend. Spend less time on many things and kind of try to niche down or niche down on what it is that you're into. And, you know, allow yourself to spend some money on some things that interest you, but cap yourself, make yourself some boundaries, some rules. You know, why do we do this? Why do we, why do we always feel like, we have to buy and buy and buy. Oftentimes, a lot of psychologists will tell us that we're trying to cover up a lot of the deep things that are happening within us. And um, there's a lot of correlation between our lack of happiness and this, 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 um, this high that we get from spending and getting something, and you know it's funny when COVID nineteen came and everybody had to stay home and spend more time with themselves. Now at first everybody's you know they're gonna sc- like oh great I'm not at work and scroll their phone to death, but then eventually you know there's only so much social media you can do before it gets toxic and before that gets toxic right, and before you get bored because there's like almost only so much social media you can do. Then people were forced to be with their own thoughts, and it's funny you know I um I have heard from a lot of people that you know a lot of, even non-muslims they contact me they're saying there's just like this explosion of like alcoholism because of covid because people like alcohol and drugs they could not handle the stress the thoughts the anxiety facing their own demons you know all the stuff in their own closet and you know that stuff gets to you. So that also led to like impulse buying, you know, cause all of a sudden people are going like, to start clicking things online, but you know, people are struggling with money. So this is back and forth and it's really, really a dangerous situation. So I think now more than ever, it's really important that we moderate our spending And the Quran says its expiation is the feeding of 10 needy people from the average of that which you feed your own families, just spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we do have anything, it will come back to us, minimalizing what we do spend, thinking about how we can move towards more sadaqa and things like that. But definitely, you know, think about what what, um, you're into Focusing on investing in yourself in ways that will help your future as opposed to impulse buying. So, that is my other tip for you. Um, The other one is (laughs) this might be um, funny, but engage in social media detoxification. So, when we think of minimalism, again, we're thinking about I have too many sweaters, I have too many books, I have too many this. There's a lot more in our life that is clutter than we realize. The apps on your phone are clutter. I want you to like swipe left on your phone right now. How many apps do you have in there? Just just get rid of most of them. And the ones that you're spending too much time, put some time limits on. Social media addiction is a real problem. Um how do you impulsively check your phone all the time? Do you spend a lot of time online? Um, WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, hopefully not, and Snapchat and all that. If you do, you might need to detox, and detoxing might mean getting rid of some of those apps. I know some people who just like I have to just totally let go and had to having a negative influence on me mentally. So what we don't realize is that we're inviting a lot of things in our mind that are affecting us in our quality of life because we're letting it crowd our time. And so minimalizing even the amount of time we spend on these things, actually first, which one of these we have, and then two, how much time we spend on them, taking back that time. I was just giving a little mini lecture to my son the other day when he was asking me about death. And I said, you know, one of the first things, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, will ask you about was your time, right? Wala'as. <laughs> how many of us are spending, oh, I don't have time for Quran, but we're on like TikTok, not me. I don't do TikTok, but like TikTok and Snapchat, like crazy. Instagram, YouTube, binging Netflix, uh, series watching. I have people like, "Oh, I'm on like series 5, I'm like season 5." I'm like, "How do you have time for that? I can't even get through one season of anything because I'm too busy investing my time in other things. If you can get through that many seasons of a show, you have time for Quran. And if you're not reading Quran, then you need to, you know, niche down. You need to like find out where your time wasters. I actually have a downloadable um, that a lot of Thrive Muslim women use, which is called, how, where are you spending your time? Because sometimes we don't know because it's just, you know, every day, every day, every day. Like the other day, I was, um, many of you guys know, I was trying to do the the keto diet, not because I believe in diets. I don't believe in diets at all, to be honest. I believe in healthy living. I eat mostly a plant-based diet, a very mindful diet. I exercise regularly and all that good stuff. But I was doing it to to check my blood levels, LDL, HDL for cholesterol and all that fun stuff and kind of like my inflammation in my body and see the effects of this diet on that for my own personal self. Everybody's body is different. I was doing more like a test, right? So I didn't realize how much how many carbs did I eat until I had to write it down. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm eating a healthy lifestyle, you know, I'm but I'm eating, let's say mango, banana. Um, I had some figs. These are all ridiculously high carbs, right? Then I'm drinking a coffee or a latte. It has a milk. Um, you know, that's just like maybe the one thing I do that could be like, you know, not ultimately healthy, but coffee is coffee. Some people, you know, like we just drink coffee. But the point is, when I stacked up all the carbs in one day, even though I ate whole foods, organic, da-da-da, it doesn't matter. It ended up being excessive because of the food combining I was doing. Sometimes I was combining too many foods with carbs. That is the secret to weight loss, by the way. It's the food combining. I actually have an entire podcast on it, but when I was less aware of it, I actually had to write it down. So what I'm telling you is time If you're not sure where it's going, then you might need to take stock of it. So we have this downloadable on there called, um, you know, where's your time going, how to assess your time you're spending and, and women use it all the time and are like, oh my gosh, it's a life changer because I didn't realize where my, my time was flying out the window. And so things like that, when you're figuring out where it goes and then you realize you had so much more time than you thought. So many of us feel like we don't have enough time in the day, but we're just not really, see, this is the thing a long time ago, somebody said this to me. How did people like the Sahaba and you know the the Tabaeen and all these people, how did they like complete entire books, have so much time for so much prayer? they were just as busy as we were, guys. They didn't have devices and technology. They did stuff actually the harder way. They were doing stuff by scratch, making things by scratch. They didn't have all these devices, these microwaves and these other things that, you know, these mixers, kitchen aids to make your life so fast and breezy. Women were doing things, you know, by hand, washing clothes by the, you know, by the water. And they didn't have these machines even. And they were still doing an incredible amount of Quran memorization. They were leading communities, making making da'wah, doing everything, feeding their families, educating their children. How? Well, guess what? Somebody once said this to me. We all have 24 hours. Nobody's given more time, right? Do you see anybody who has more time than you or less time than you? No. This is something that we are all given equally. Can you imagine? This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he comes to us and we, after we die, and he asks, what did you do with your time? How much justice is in that question? Because we were all given the same. Yet you're going to find some people, like I said, binge watching and TikToking their brains out, right? And then some people actually reading, investing and learning or doing whatever, helping the community. Just same amount of time. So keep that in mind. There's a big saying, um, why can't you do it? Is it because you can't or is it because you won't? Is it because you can't work out because you don't have time or you won't wake up 20 minutes earlier, because you can't, um, you know, read Quran? Or is it because you won't, you know, give it up, give up a Netflix, you know, episode or two for reading Quran? So let's be really real with ourselves. So one of the things, like uh, the fourth one, is definitely engaging in social media detoxification and whatever that means to you. It could be on your phone. It could be on the TV, the computer, taking back that time and minimalizing where we're wasting it and maximizing the bits that we use. All right. And the last one might seem cliche, but I had to throw it in there because it is about minimalizing the adab that we do not want that doesn't serve us, the excessive Talking. So many of us talk so much more than we need to. The Sahaba were people who were great listeners. They were quiet. And you know why you want someone who's a listener? A person who's listening is absorbing and learning. A person who is talking is not because when you're talking things are coming out of your mouth it's very hard to listen and take things into yourself if things are always coming out of your mouth how many of us engage in true silence and true to the you know think about you know what our gifts are think about how we can adorn ourselves with the mannerisms of the prophets of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and let's let's learn and invest and switch out and only keep the adab and the akhlaq the, the mannerisms and the character pieces and traits that actually serve us do we think about this in terms of minimalism i don't think we do so i want to take this unique islamic spin on minimalism where we're not just talking about fluffy sweaters and and you know too many books we're talking about our life it is full to the brim of stuff that doesn't serve us that is making us psychologically unhappy that is stealing our time our time away from our relationship with allah our time away from finding our true purpose and happiness in terms of you know when i say true purpose we're all called to ibadah but i did do a podcast back on you know, trying to find out what you were really meant to do. A lot of you love that podcast because you it had some key questions in there. When you're done right now, we're about to finish up. Go check that one out on how to figure out what you're meant to do. Because yes, we're all called to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you might do in the form of, you know, um, Like here, we're doing a podcast, right? Sharing information with women, or maybe it is by um, teaching or about um, being a doctor, about being a journalist, or being whatever it is. You know, so subhanAllah, we all have these ways that we can channel that purpose in terms of serving ourselves and humanity. So, yeah, definitely that. That's the fifth one. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to live a more purposeful life. Um, You know, a life full of purpose that is more pleasing to him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of you in these tough times. And guess what? I want to tell you something that I'm really excited about. I'm going to give you like a sneak peek of something I'm doing, a bit of a project right now, which is we are creating a resource around emotions. So many of us are sad. So many of us are anxious. We're going through so much and we're just so tired and we just want to feel better. And I hear you. I hear you in DM me and you tell me all about the way you're feeling, about the things that you're struggling with and all of this. And what I want to say to you is the kind of like secret thing that I'm working on right now. I'll just tell you kind of what's in it. It's going to help you to stop caring about what everybody thinks things. It's going to help you have a mindset shift to heal and move on from previous events and trauma. It's going to give you kind of like four steps to becoming a more positive thinker, how to quickly get a hold of strong emotions like anger, jealousy, anxiety, and how to push past kind of what's limiting you every day. I think that would be pretty amazing if we could have that all summed up in a neat package. And so that's what my team and I are building for you right now. I'm very excited. That'll be coming out very soon. And I think maybe before the end of September. So keep your eyes peeled on my Instagram. I always announce things there are here on this podcast. Thank you ladies so much for tuning in. I hope this really helped. Remember, this is part one of the minimalism series. We're going to have part two where we will give you the 30 day guide on how to actually minimalize things. But this is just a general overview of opening your mind to what Islamic minimalism would mean. And um, I hope that Allah makes it easy for all of us to get more in gear with this. And I hope you have an absolutely amazing week. I will come back and check you on Friday. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.